0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan again with the Black Chain Podcast. And what I want to talk about today is something that I think is on the minds of a lot of people, and especially people who've been in this space for a while, and that is, is Bitcoin overpriced, is it overvalued, or is it in a bubble? And you're going to get this question a lot, especially as the price continues to move up. Um, it's going to comp- continue to become a question that the mainstream media asks, that traders ask themselves, that investment uh, professionals ask and even investors ask themselves. It's a really a valid question and something that people should you know evaluate and reevaluate on a continual basis, especially in a hot market like Bitcoin or cryptocurrency as a general asset class. Um, over the last week or so, we've seen also the alts, the altcoins levitate as well. So there's been a lot of upward movement overall, a lot of value added to the overall market, somewhere on the order of 200 billion. Now, when you say 200 billion, not added, but, you know, it's roughly worth somewhere around 200 billion overall. It's not a huge market in the grand scheme of things when you're looking at stocks or bonds or, you know, all these other things. It's not, it's not that gigantic. But there's been a tremendous amount of growth and you do have to stop and, like I say, ask, is something overpriced or is it overvalued? And there's certainly Bitcoin. There's other coins like Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Monero, Dash. I could go on and on. And not necessarily all of these are overpriced, even if Bitcoin's overpriced. Some of these may be undervalued um, relative to uh, the greater space or Bitcoin itself. And so for this podcast, though, I want to talk about Bitcoin specifically because it's the one that most people know. It's the one that has the highest price action, has the highest market cap at the moment. And it's it's just kept carrying along, just moving up, 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 and up. And even if it gets beaten down, it just bounces back. Now, if you're a trader, or if you're someone who's logical or reasonable, or understands how the world works, you're inevitably going to come to the conclusion, obviously, that uh, things can't go up forever. It's simply not mathematically possible. And so Bitcoin now is approaching a, Space where you have to really start looking at the conversation and asking yourself, you know, where's the top at this? Where is it going to stabilize? And even if we hit the top, it might just normalize and, you know, not change much. Or it could, you know, hit that and burst and come on down the other side. And so what you don't want to do is you don't want to ride it over the top and be one of those people who, you know, ended up making a bunch of money and then losing it all. But at the same time, you want to understand the fundamentals. Of where it's deriving its value so that you can understand if and when that changes. And this is a place of pretty significant research in the space is how you value these assets. It's, it's not trivial because a lot of these crypto assets, especially the ones, you know, that are more uh, uh, altcoin type or new assets, you know, they're they're often looked at as, and I think they're best looked at as kind of these venture investments or startups. You know, a lot of these altcoins are, altcoins are these projects that, You know, you have to look at the team, you have to look at what their features are, what they're promising down the road, what their adoption rate's going to look like, what their brand value looks like, um, things of that nature. And that's very much akin to, again, a venture sort of uh, a startup, if you will. And so Bitcoin though, you know, it's got a little bit more maturity to it. It's come out, you know, in 2009, it's a, almost 2018. So it's it's got, you know, some good legs behind it. It's got some good utility. It's got a lot of infrastructure built around it and a lot of investment in it. If you look at mining, you look at software development, you look at services, you look at all the expenses and fees paid by people that have been interested in space. It's got a lot behind it. And a lot of those assets too can also be uh, redeployed to other cryptocurrencies as well. And that's also been the case as uh, time's gone on with these other projects. So back to the original question, is Bitcoin overvalued? And to answer that question, you need to understand where it's deriving its value. So there's one school of thought, which is this transactional value. It's kind of like a traditional currency, say a U.S. dollar, a euro, um, again, and that it's going to eventually settle on this this medium of exchange, this currency that people use on a day-to-day basis transactionally. And that's one school of thought. Another school of thought is that it's kind of this store of value. And a store of value means that it's not necessarily deriving its um, value from transactions, per se, people using it all over over the place, but really a a place to set your assets and your money in kind of this crypto space, if you will. I'm going to call it the gateway to cryptocurrency, alternative assets uh, in that space as well. And so the question is today, you know, where is it? And then I guess there's another category of just speculation. You know, there's this investment speculation. I think there's a lot of that at this point, where people are parking their money in it as an investment, thinking that it's going to go up, and then they're going to cash out and they're going to make a bunch of money. And that's happened for a lot of people already, especially the early miners and early investors. You know, there's a lot of those guys that are millionaires if they stayed in it till now. And uh, there's a lot of people who sold earlier when it, you know, hit a hundred bucks, and they couldn't think that, uh, couldn't imagine that it would go to nearly ten thousand today. So let's take a look at how it's actually being used today. There aren't a ton of actual real world transactions from everyday people, right? Very, very few actually, because there's also not a lot of things that are denominated in Bitcoin outside of the crypto space. So your grandma can't go to McDonald's and, you know, buy a hamburger with Bitcoin. Um, Few people can actually go anywhere to a brick and mortar normal sort of place, pay their rent, pay whatever with Bitcoin. So it's not it's not really this widespread transactional thing. However, in the crypto space, you know, buying other crypto coins, buying crypto assets, buying miners, all of these things is heavily denominated in Bitcoin. And they'll take other uh, currencies as well, like Litecoin or um, uh, Dash or even Ethereum, Ether. Um, so there's other cryptocurrencies that are also being used to denominate um or to purchase things, I should say, in the space. Now, the other thing that you'll notice if you're in this space and you're using exchanges is that all the other assets are denominated in Bitcoin, Um, not necessarily exclusively anymore, but primarily. So if I want to buy ZenCash, for example, I need Bitcoin uh, and then I can use Bitcoin to buy ZenCash. I can't use dollars directly or euros directly, typically, to buy zen cash now i can use say something like coinbase and i can use euros or us dollars or uh british pounds to buy litecoin ethereum and bitcoin and so there are certain gateway currencies that exist right now that are predominantly used to go from fiat to crypto but bitcoin by far is the biggest still with ethereum and others kind of catching on more and more as exchanges kind of adopt them as uh, Conduits, if you will, for fiat to Bitcoin. So when you go from fiat, US dollars, euro, whatever the case may be, to uh, crypto, you have to enter it, and that's tr- going to drive up demand for that currency. Now, when you buy some other currency, you're going to sell that Bitcoin for, say, Zen Cash or for Dash or for Ethereum or some other asset, and so you can kind of see that this happens actually a lot. Billions of dollars a day is going. Uh, As being transacted in this way creating this demand for trading for speculation for investment for getting these other tokens or assets so that you can participate in some you know uh, investment so that you can participate in some other assets Uh, this is what's going on and so there's a lot of usage actually for these cryptocurrencies in the crypto space and that makes a lot of sense because those people are most familiar it is also the most fitting in these spaces to transact in these but it's also i believe a very key place where real utility and real value is being um, uh, used uh, is being just for real realized i suppose Um, in the real world it's not so much and that's important for people to understand now if it will in the future, if people all over the world are going to be buying things at Bit- with Bitcoin, you're going to get this transactional value. But keep in mind that today, given the status of the technology, it's actually not possible to service that many transactions. So Bitcoin today cannot be used as a transact transactional medium um, for tons of people it simply can't it's not it's not scaled yet it it can't handle that the network would get clogged up the fees would go through the roof and it would just bog down basically so it can't get that value yet in the future it might have that value and that's something that people can be valuing into it now because that's obviously discernible you can see that potential and so that's probably priced in to a certain extent Uh, in the crypto space it will continue to you know uh, add value in different ways as more and more assets are being denominated in it, or as that uh, economy is being grown more, as more software is built on top of it, more tokens are deployed on top of it. Um, so that's going to continue as, as well. But how much is that worth? And again, it goes back to valuation. Is it worth 150 billion? Is it worth 200 billion? Is it worth a trillion? And again, you have to look at what it's being used for. Um, and you don't necessarily have to look at what it's being used for today because you can certainly value, uh, things more if you can see in the future that that's what they're going to be, but you also have to look at competition. Okay. And so I think this is something that a lot of people are missing as well. Certainly Bitcoin has the largest brand. It is the thing that most people are aware of. Uh, it is the first, uh, first in the game. It's uh, what all the others have been derived from, but it's certainly not the best technology. Um, There are other technologies that have built upon Bitcoin and have made it better, and have added other features, Um, but it does have the biggest brand recognition and the most infrastructure built around it. Um, So it is deriving a lot of value from that. Um, Now, with that said, uh, you have to kind of look at uh, other aspects. So how large will these other assets become? So if it's, if it's, Ethereum, though, for example, and this is just you know, a little bit of an experiment right now. If Ethereum's the thing that's going to really take off, you can just use Ether to get into Ethereum and then you start bypassing Bitcoin altogether. If you start doing that, for example, then does the value of Bitcoin drop because the utility of it has dropped dramatically because it's not the only conduit uh, to get into crypto anymore? Um, maybe Litecoins are conduit and so that has started to happen with you know uh, a lot of exchanges taking other coins um, or being able to purchase other coins with fiat currency and so that money can come in different channels not necessarily bidding up a uh, litecoin or ethereum or uh, bitcoin uh, by themselves in a, in a as the only gatekeepers if you will and so as that changes that's going to put a damper on the value of bitcoin as well competition if you want to call it that um, so you got to think about that too. And for me personally, um, I think there are better investment uh, potential multipliers, uh, if you will, with these smaller coins or other coins that are kind of up and coming. But I do recognize that Bitcoin certainly has brand value. It's certainly well recognized. It's certainly going to be around for a, uh, quite a while barring some catastrophic technical you know, issue or update that uh, uh, destroys faith. But you know it's possible that bitcoin cash might end up being the transactional medium it could be bitcoin gold it could be litecoin it could be all of these different things and so again i i, I encourage people to not look at this as a blind sort of it's just going to keep on going up you know look at the dot-com bust look at the housing bust, look at all of these things and what has always happened is this psychological thinking that all it can happen is it's going to go up keep going up keep on buying and when that happens You know you know that you're kind of in this bubble territory. The only saving grace right now, uh, in my mind, is that there's still not a lot of participation um, in Bitcoin for real. There's a lot of people talking about it. There's a lot of people posting things about it, but there's not a lot of participation. So that means that it could go quite a bit higher um, before it tops out. But again, keep on thinking about that competition and other conduits and these other coins and other methods of getting money in and the utility of Bitcoin and the awareness of these other coins and other assets may start to um, steal some of Bitcoin's thunder so that's kind of a long way of saying I don't know if Bitcoin's overvalued at this point but I do know where it's driving some of its value and the more speculative value that is driving I think is you know pretty dominant right now. There's a lot of people throwing money in, f- looking to get exclusively a return on investment, but there's also a lot of people putting money in to get into other assets. And I think that if the speculative part drops off, I think you could see you know a drop in price. I don't see that in the very near future, Um, And the utility, I think, will take more time because it really has set in that Bitcoin is a de facto kind of standard, but transaction fees and other things are really actually going to put a a damper on it if if it can't scale. So it'll be interesting to see if Bitcoin adopts the lightning network or if Bitcoin cash or another alternative currency or or cryptocurrency takes the throne in the transactional space. And if that does happen. I think that's going to take a lot of potential downstream value away from Bitcoin. And again, that could be another impetus for a price stall or a price reduction. So keep that in mind. Just some things to think about. Um, kind of a short uh, discussion today. But again, whether something is, is in a bubble uh, should always be on your mind actually in this space you should always be reevaluating your strategy because it's a fast moving uh space with a lot of things changing and it's it's never the answer that it's just going to keep going up forever it's not possible it will stop at some point but keep your pulse on what's going on and I'll talk more about this as time goes on and if I see any red flags you know you'll be sure to know about them first but again this is to keep the thinking going the thought process going and understand that uh, there are a lot of people thinking about what's next. Is this too high? Is this too low? And there's a mix. And of course, that's how markets are created. That's how prices are discovered. And we'll see where it goes from here. So with that, I'll close this podcast and I hope to see you in the next one. Uh, be sure to subscribe if you haven't. Uh, go to blockchain.co, uh, bookmark it, and I'll be posting new uh, updates and podcasts and other articles there. So will see you next time. Bye.